from Boston, Massachusetts, to Adelaide, Australia, and everywhere in between. Talking local and national sports, and just about anything discussed in a tavern. Broadcasting from South Lyon, Michigan. Welcome to Easy Speak at Speakeasy 330 with your hosts, Rich and Tom. Hello. Remote setup. Remote setup today. Remote. Kind of like my job, remote. Remote, yeah. And the last thing you want to do is sit in front of a computer screen uh, oh, at night, but here we are, right? Well, it's it's for fun reasons, not, uh, hey, I need to do an employment verification. But anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We are so back. On, we are back, we're back together. It's been a while. Did you enjoy yeah, your trip? Sure. I did. I did enjoy it. Sorry, I was looking over here at notes. But yeah, no, I really enjoyed the trip. Um, uh, I'll tell you right now, it, two airports. I, you know, Sacramento wasn't bad, but man, Las Vegas, you want to talk about some rude-ass people. <laughs> Absolutely rude. Rude as hell. Well, they deal with uh, all kinds of walks of life in that place. Uh, people but, coming off big but, wins. And... Yeah, but it, it wasn't from... It wasn't from like people working. There wasn't. It wasn't like a hospitality thing. It was the people that were there that probably lost their asses. Oh yeah. And they, dude. And it was so. I was at Starbucks, and I hate Starbucks, but that was the only coffee place. Uh, ordered. I was standing in line, and mind you, the line is probably like thirty deep. Yeah, I can imagine. So, so by the time I get in, like inside the 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 building, the kiosk, there. Are, Hand coffees to this dude, and this dude just absolutely just berating this woman. That lady just finally turned around. She goes, "You know what? You can get your ass out of here right now." Oh no, it was like, "You get your ass out of here because we're not putting up with that shit." That's what it was. So, I, so it was, uh, it was definitely, uh, it was definitely interesting. But uh, wow. So yeah, it's all walks of life there. Um, I, I saw a lot of people feeding twenties into the uh, slot machine ready to um ready to leave town hopefully get on <laughs> test a their luck on their way they, out the door <laughs> yeah they, they, instead of leaving with empty pockets they probably left with emptier pockets mm-hmm. yeah, so, but, yeah no but it, it was a good time time spent with family uh saw my nephew my sister my nephew got engaged while we were out there so that was exciting um hung out with a cousin that i haven't seen in yeah, 30 years pretty much uh uh, what happened was, is we got to a certain point where, as everybody was getting older, um, they just kind of it divided out. Everybody kind of went their own way. So, yep. but it was nice. It was really nice being able to uh, reconnect and make plans for another trip. So, uh, nice. I'll, sometime next year, I'll be going back out west. Nice. I know uh, from the pictures I saw, it was amazing. And uh, if you shaved your beard, I think you you and your cousin would look like brothers. But uh... You definitely tell you guys were related. But funny, but funny thing is, you say that is, um, uh, we're related, but we're not related by blood. Hmm. Believe it or not, hmm. well, um, you guys look a lot alike. Well, it was on my uh, my mother's side, so my mother was adopted. So it was the, hmm. that was that adopted side of the family. Right, right. But hmm. yeah, nonetheless, but the same mannerisms. Um, <laughs> it just it's funny just. Um, I guess that was just maybe some of the trends through everybody growing up together, but, uh, 
could uh, be. We do have a lot of the same uh, a lot of the same outlook on stuff. Let's put it hmm. that way. Well, that's cool. Glad to see you speaking had a good time. Speaking of so, outlook, yeah, we uh pretty pretty quick, busy quick, in the uh, Motor City, huh? Yeah, quick little uh, update locally. Uh, Mel Tucker rumored to have a, a 10-year, $95 million contract on the table. Um, thoughts of that? Maybe uh, is that a little high? Is it just about right? Or, you know, or or what do we got here? Uh, me personally, uh, it's something that they had to do. And the reason why I'm saying that they had to do it is because uh, you're looking at right now, um, you got two schools, possibly three, because I think somebody's going to get. Uh, I think I think Lincoln Riley might be out after this year. Well, they're, they, they were talking to him about going to LSU. Yeah, so I think he's going to be gone. Uh, I think with some openings coming up, that uh, let's just say they probably have more financial backing. They want to lock Mel Tucker in. Yeah. Um, to a to a longer term. Um, and just like what JP just said, there's a lot of pressure on Tucker to pay him more uh, than uh, than well, they. But you know what though, I, uh, what I have seen and what I've noticed is that some of the major, um, a lot of the major alumni, those those million dollar, billion dollar alumni, Ispia and Dan Gilbert being one, um, yeah. they're looking to they're looking to compete in the football program. We know Ispia gave right. a bunch of money to the athletics. Um, mm -hmm. I'm sure he'd be willing to give, but you know, I was listening to that whole thing today. Again, the radio station I hate now mm -hmm. because Me you, too. Got, you got, you got, you got, you got two Spartan hosts that, that are two big homers, but, yep. but, but they were right on something. They're saying, Hey, they want to, they, they want to dabble. They want to keep them in. They want to dabble with it. And yeah. they want they just they want to pay that money because they want to take that chance and now if they got the financial backing they can take those chances but yeah. they also got the financial backing if it doesn't work out they can pay the guy to leave now for me i i know uh my favorite ishbia is um uh involved he's definitely part of the alumni association so he's uh, involved with the financing of of that but um nine and a half million a year I get why they're doing it, but is is really is there a coach not named Nick Saban that's really worth nine and a half million? And well, are they are, are they worried that much that that he would pull yeah. what you know what he did in Colorado? You know, uh, Michigan State came. You know, hey, we'll double your what you're making in Colorado. We'll give you twice as much to come to state. And he jumped. Are they worried that that could be the scenario? Uh, yeah, if LSU uh, yeah, or USC sure. came talking, that's exactly what they're what they're worried about. They're worried about losing out on a guy, um, you know, who has. I mean, let's just. I mean, whether you get him from the transfer portal or whether you recruit him or something like that, you still got to take a chance on players, and that's what he's done. And he's actually put together a, a, a good squad. Um, yeah. You know, maybe they feel as, as if though they have the momentum right now, right. where if they kept him. Uh, ten years, I think ten years is excessive. My personal opinion, I don't think he is a uh, quote unquote a Nick Saban, um, yeah. you know. So, but then and, again, uh, you look at you look at Nick Saban back when he was at Michigan State, and you know he really didn't do a whole lot, and then he went to the NFL and had a cup of coffee there, and he was he failed, and and it wasn't until he got to LSU before he really became 
household name, uh, uh, got the coaching resume going, and of course he goes to Alabama and the rest is history. But I agree, 10 years is a long time. Uh, at what point uh, does that – is there a buyout and how much is the buyout? Because uh, you look at uh, Texas A&M's coach, it's like a $60 million buyout if they were to get rid of him. And it's just – I mean, it's insane. Yeah, one of the comments that we just got rolled in there is, is you know, JP said it hit the nail right on the head. They're ta- it's a bold move. They are definitely yeah. taking a, a huge financial risk. But then again, they also have the financial backing. So, mm-hmm. but to pay a guy nine, $9.5 million a year for a guy who has no national championships, no conference championships. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I think that maybe I would have held off on this until after this weekend, maybe. Because yeah. there's a lot, you know, you're playing OSU. And, uh, and uh, realistically, in my personal opinion, you beat OSU. You're, no, then it's know, it's valid. It's it's valid. It's, it's a lock, right? Um, right. You know, so I think that kind of news is. I don't think I would have put it out this week, yeah. but however, um, I mean, I could be wrong. Maybe the guy, uh, you know, maybe marches the, the players the beat will of a different drum. Yeah, yeah. Maybe the players will uh, uh, be motivated. Like that's our coach. He's he's here for the long haul. You know, I'm gonna you know support him, but. Um, yeah. But moving on. Uh, speaking of big paydays, I mean Justin Verlander going back to Houston for one year, twenty-five million dollars coming off of Tommy John surgery. Uh, so to compare that, uh, Noel Syndergaard, Thor, just left the Mets for the Angels on a one-year deal for twenty-one million, and Syndergaard's probably I don't know eight years younger than um, they're both Verlander. coming off of Tommy John. Yeah, yep. Um, so uh, it's it's a risky play here. Uh, Houston, interesting because you know they're going to lose their their big uh, shortstop, and I'm sure there's some other players that might be going. But um, mm-hmm. the the organization must have uh, a lot of hopes that they're going to get his arm back to the way it was in uh, 2017 when you know they won the World Series, but. That's a that's a uh, definitely a big risk, and you can see why he ended up re-signing with Houston. Well, because you know the other offer he had on the table was from the New York Yankees, and I want to say it was a two-year, ten million dollar deal. So I mean, <laughs> obviously the Yankees didn't feel as if though he was um, no marquee enough. Would he have had? What does he have a better chance of? Winning another World Series is it greater with New York or is it greater with? Houston, who knows? Houston's well, losing that. Houston's going to lose that bat. You know, you got to think the production that uh, Carrera brings to them. Carrera's gone. Bregman's not the player he used to be. Uh, how much no. are you going to get out of El Tuve? You saw Michael Brantley kind of hobble through the playoffs, and there's a lot of question marks. And that pitching staff didn't really hold up. Uh, yeah. I mean, I don't know. Dusty Baker's a good manager, so who knows? And and having that piece, which surprises me, like, because at the start of the playoffs, it seemed like the team didn't even want him around. He was supposed to throw out the first pitch, and they said, hit the bricks. So I'm really surprised that he ended up back in Houston. Yeah, I mean, right now there is a lot of money floating around the Metro Detroit area because you talked about, uh, you know, you talked about Mel Tucker getting that potential 10-year, $95 million. Juan Howard goes and gets a five-year extension, and then he goes on to lose the seat at home. 
<laughs> I was watching that but, game. Oh, you know, what, a, what a disappointment. But, you know, they, they needed to lock Juwan Howard in to that. Oh, because, sure. Um, it's just, he's, he's just, he's, you know, he got a lot of, um, uh, a lot of skeptic. Uh, a lot of people were skeptical about him mm -hmm. uh, coming in because um, uh, our favorite host not, on a, a certain radio network, specifically. Well, this, he just he he wasn't ha you know he was a guy that was coming in who wasn't uh, he was never a coach. He was always a, a bench a bench guy, a bench helper, you know, guy that would. But you know, the guy from what everybody said, he worked and he deserves every bit that he gets. I think. Um, I think he's got the program going in the right direction. Mm -hmm. I still think, you know, everybody's, you know, for a long time, Michigan was a football school. Well, I hate to break it to you, right. Michigan is a basketball school now. Uh, right now, yeah. I mean, it, I think Juwan has a knack to relate to a lot of the players. Uh, specifically, uh, uh, a lot of the younger basketball players. I mean, he's fairly young himself, and he's got two boys that are in the program, and I think that bodes well for uh, future recruiting. And, and you look at what he's done this year and then next year, he's got the number one recruiting class coming in. I mean, recruiting rankings are what they are, but when you're able to pull, you know, two of the top five players in the country goes, yeah. it says a lot. And, and, and I think the university is looking at it as, um, yeah, we're a football school, but we want to keep this thing rolling, you know, all year round. And, and it's a good move. He's the right coach. I think Beeline brought him to, you know, prominence again, and, and, and Juwan's the one that's going to kind of take him over the hump. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see the future and what it has to hold for that program. Yeah. And then, you know, still continue on the, on the money front and the contract front. You, you, Verlander signed the one-year $25 million deal. Now you look at what the Tigers did. The Tigers made a splash, a left-handed uh, – Starter the E Rod, they got yeah. him for what five years, seventy seven million dollars. Yeah, so he he's, um, he's twenty nine. He's he's younger. He's a left hander that can throw in the mid nineties. Uh, he was uh, the 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 workhorse for the the Red Sox in their little playoff run, and uh, uh, big surprise that they were able to pull uh, that big fish off the market and uh, in that. Boston let him go. I know a lot of people in Boston are not happy in the fact that um, it didn't even seem like they they even tried to re-sign him, and and so yeah, um, I I think that's uh, adding a a left hander to that uh, rotation that it's got a lot of upside. It hasn't really shown it uh, completely, but I think there's enough there, and you you throw somebody like that in the mix that can really really add to it. It's, that's good. It's going to be fun to watch. Yeah. You know who I'm surprised you haven't seen anybody make any really big splashes in free agency uh, early on was Dave Dombrowski. You haven't heard he, the Phillies that really haven't made a peep. Um, you know, and he's Do normally the guy, he's, he's the guy that likes yeah. to spend a lot of money, but you know, oh, they yeah, got a lot of does. money tied up and they got a lot of money tied up in, um, uh, Harper. Harper and Ramuto and stuff like that. So, I mean, I think well, Dede's over there. He got in trouble here, and then he went to Boston and got himself in big trouble with spending. And, you know, it wasn't until he left that they they start winning and, and, and making a little bit smarter plays, smarter decisions. So, I mean, he's he's loose with the pocketbook, that's for sure. I mean, 
but yeah, it is surprising. But um, uh, I'm excited to see, you know, the, oh, there's a lot of rumors and this and that about Correa. Um, would I love to have him here? Yeah. Would that would he be the centerpiece of this team? Uh, uh, would they compete, you know, in the central if he was on this team? Absolutely. So I think uh, we're on the verge of some good things happening. Uh, maybe not exactly where we were in 20, 2006, but if you bring in a Correa, you bring in a Correa, um, it's just like when they brought in Pudge. Yeah, they had to overpay, but look at look at what they got. You know, within two years, they were in the World Series, and they were one of the most successful teams there uh, for almost 10 years. So, I mean, it's, it's yeah. to me, it's worth it. See, I'm not – I mean, you and I have gone on around and around and around about this. I am not a huge fan of overpaying for players. Um because it, it it has like the the Lions or not the Lions but the uh, the Red Wings did it when they were playing they were paying these guys overinflated contracts for the lack of production. Yeah. I, I'm not a fan of ten year contracts. I'm not a fan of that. I'm you know I, four years I can handle, but the larger ones no. But I mean again, I don't think it's going to be ten. I I think it's going to be anywhere from five to seven. I think he's looking for, you know, his last big payday. He's, well, how old is he? He's 20. Is he 27? He's 27. I so, so it, I mean, it yeah. could be a 10-year deal. Um, but I did see somewhere that um, they were hoping to – I know uh, John Paul Morosi, uh, Ann Arbor's own, who's an MLB uh, network writer, uh, he said that they were hoping that they could work out a deal to where um, – the first couple of years of the deal weren't so uh, loaded, we'll say. Um, that way they can uh, get through Miggy's contract. And then after that, they would be able to, you know, bump up the money and whatnot. And uh, so it'll be interesting to see if that's something that he'd be willing to, to take. But, then, but then, then the thing is, is like you're stuck with the same situation that you are with Miggy right now. If, if you yeah. – if you have his, you know, because his contract is right here, then it's progressively getting more and more and mm -hmm. more. Well, as it's going up, up, up like this, yeah. Miggy's production is going. But do you think uh, Correa being uh, not as much of a quote-unquote power hitter, um, uh, not so big either, he's not, you know, he doesn't have that, that build as Miggy. Uh, I, I think his power has gotten him into some injuries. The torque he has on his swing, uh, his knees, uh, I think that take took a toll. Is is that a situation where Correa being a shortstop, it's not as, um, I don't know, he doesn't seem to be as uh, exerting as much power and strength as, as Miggy would. Maybe that, that wouldn't pl come into play in this situation. Nick, I mean, that's, that's, I mean, that's a good argument to have or a yeah. discussion to have, but I still, I just, I'm not a big fan of the, of, you know, the guy produced a shit ton mm -hmm. with, with the Astros. Right. You know, you're expecting that same production over here if he mm -hmm. was to sign here, but I don't want to, I don't want to see that. Uh oh, so we're going to, we're going to shift on to, we're going to shift on to a different uh, topic real quick here because we've we got a guest that's going to be chiming on here for a second. Mm -hmm. Uh, let's now, mind you, I, I I can't see anything that's going on. <laughs> I I am I am blind here. I don't know what's happening. Oh, look yeah. at who it is. What's up, buddy? 
Hey, man. Hey, so we're getting doing? ready to, doing well. We're, here, we're getting ready to talk about some uh, college football this weekend with the Ohio State and uh, Michigan State game. You got any input? You're either oh taking a shit or you're on a lunch break. I'm on a lunch break. <laughs> hey, turn your phone the other way. There, there we go. go. There you there go. go. Uh, my input on the game this week, uh, go Buckeyes. Yep. <laughs> Is that because you'll root for anybody that plays against Michigan State? Yeah, well, then the situation that we're given right now with a chance to go to Indy, you know, any other time I would like to see both of them lose, but you got to root for one this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm with you. I mean, I'd like to see – I'd, I'd like to see uh, Michigan State lose. I don't want him to lose terribly because I still want right. uh, Walker to have a decent game to where he's still going to be elevated up there. I mean, if, if somebody's going to win the Heisman from Michigan or Michigan State, I mean, I'll take that any day of the week. But, yeah, I, I still want Ohio State to to win, but not right. convincingly like, you know, everybody says. But I think the, the spread's not that, that far out, is it? Minus nineteen and a half. I heard today. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. Is, it's oh, oh no, the early one for Michigan that they just came out was saying that Michigan. It's, yeah. it's only four points. Michigan's four and a half. Uh, uh, Ohio State's four and a half over. To even think about a spread two weeks before the game is stupid. Yeah, but the the game Saturday, Michigan State's uh, the nineteen point dog, which that surprises me. I. I that's a lot of points. Vegas is not uh, loving Ohio State, but that could be a situation where they're trying to sway. They're they're trying to get people to bet heavy on Michigan State, yeah. and then they'll flip-flop it. I see that that number coming down maybe four or five points. 19 is too high. I think that's that's a really big smack in the face to, to Michigan State of what they've been able to accomplish this year. I think we'll be able to uh... – I'll be able to tell you a lot more about next week's game after watching this week's game. It's a good going to be a good measuring stick here. So well, you wanna, so you're saying you want to join a show? Yeah, it's, you know it's been a while. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, so, do you, uh, my opinion of this game, it, you know, they're going to go in the game plan. Devilly is going to be the rely heavy on. Uh, K9, uh, I think where uh, Michigan State, or I should say Ohio State, the big question mark is, are they going to be able to shut them down up the middle? Uh, uh, it seems like their 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 front line hasn't been as strong in, in former years. You know, their the defensive ends are strong, but um, yeah. I think I think uh, you Ohio State has to go back and look at what he did to Michigan up the middle. And yeah. if they can protect that middle, uh, they have a shot. But then again, you know what? Uh, Ohio State's weak on the secondary too. So I, for for me to look at and say, okay, they're going to lose by 19, I just don't see it. I think Michigan yeah. State has a better offense than Michigan does. Uh, so I think that they'll definitely be able to score. Um, but it all relies on that that running game. If, if, if they – defend that run, that's going to open up some opportunities for Peyton Thorne to, to go downfield. I I anticipate a shootout in this game. Both secondaries are towards the, the back, uh, around 100, somewhere around 100 in the country. So they're both giving up big plays in the secondary. 
Uh, Travion Henderson might be just as good, if not better, than Walker. So you got two feature backs, and then you got Ohio yeah. State with and Jibway and Alave and Garrett Stroud Wilson. thirty touchdowns this year. Yeah. So I mean, there's just so many different angles where you got to defend Ohio State to make it hard on you. So yeah. I think it's going to be a shootout, or it's going to be a shootout or blowout. And and the advantage so, Ohio State has, they're playing at home. So yeah, the toilet seat. Yeah, yeah, at the toilet bowl. <laughs> but it's a noon game, so yeah, you know, like, which surprises me. I think what Fox must have got the ticket on the game. No, no, it's on ESPN. Really, Fox has Fox has uh, Bedlam this week. I think ABC gets first bid and then Fox. So okay, yeah, so, they must. But yeah, I mean, that's a that's a premier game. That's four for seven. This this is huge yeah. college football playoff implications, and to put that game on noon, uh, I don't know. I think it's, it's I think a- the country's. I think they're showing Michigan State a lot of disrespect. Yeah, I, I I agree with you on that one. I yeah, they they deserve some prime time uh, spots. Yeah, well, I think if Tucker's anything like D'Antonio in the past, and he's going to have them ready to play, and they're going to oh, use there's it no as question. You know, yeah, that's that's one of the things uh, you know I put on my notes this week. It's he's got he's brought this swagger and intensity to the program, and 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 I I didn't even see that in D'Antonio. You know, he's just he's. <laughs> He's he's up and down the sidelines like that's one dude I don't want to be caught dead pissing off. I don't know how just, much you uh how much merit you put into recruiting rankings, but I've been I kind of glanced at their recruiting under Tucker the other day, and he's recruiting at a different level than D'Antonio. And I I think if there's ever a time where they can take that next level, mm-hmm. it'll be now under him or never. Well, and and that's only good for the Big Ten because yeah. they'll always be considered. Uh, second tier to the sec and anytime you know there can be some competition on the sec i'm all for it yeah well the for way sure. that Harbaugh, the way they overachieved this year i think if he beats ohio state you got to pay that man his money too <laughs> who well let's let's not get ahead of ourselves here who are we talking about uh oh uh, burnt old burnt drawers Did you see that picture he burned his pants last week on the on the, the, the torpedo to- heater. Yeah. Burned a he hole in his failed. pants. You know, I say right now, if 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 he beats um if he beats Ohio State, yeah. Uh, well, you know what though, we don't know. See the only thing we might know is his base salary is this. You know, his base salary is five million dollars. Four and a half million. Yeah, so he might. There might be some kickers in there for him beating Ohio State or with yeah. records like that. So they're, he's, they're not going to sign. You know, they. I think they said that his contract was more performance based as opposed to just we're going to. Hey, here's a check. Here you go. Yeah. But here's the deal. He's got no buyout. They could. They yeah. could show him the door, and it, it's not going to cost him anything because they. They said we want to have the opportunity. If we want to relieve you of your duties, it's not going to cost us anything. So, but, but here, but I, I like that. Michigan's not going to get rid of him in the, this year, and here's the reason why: there ain't nobody to take his place. No, nobody wants to come here either. No, well, I think he hired a great staff. What's that? I think he hired a great staff. I mean, oh, if you yeah. see what Arizona, Arizona's defense is doing under Don Brown, they're getting torched. 
what they got one win. <laughs> yeah. A lot of those that's where you go coaches go to die is Arizona. And they go and you got Mike, get a condo. Mike McDonald, he finished out this season strong. He's a, he's a candidate for assistant coach of the year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they were talking yeah. about that last week. But you know he's got he's look what Sharon Moore has done with that offensive line. Yeah, they need to. They got some work to do up the middle. It just seems like they're trying to force things a little bit too much. Uh, and and I talked about it uh, in my little uh, live I went on Saturday. You know, they ran the same play five times in a row on that last possession. And it was oh, like, yeah. come on. I mean, how how predictable can you get? You know, unfortunately, they hit for that big one that, that ended up being the game winner. But this offense is just so predictable, so vanilla. They're trying to force something that just isn't there. And it's like, do they not trust their receivers? Or what's the situation? I think I think the offensive line is just good. I. You go back and you roll the tape this year. They've been knocking people around. You know what Not I mean? Not lately, though. Not the last so couple of games. Their identity has been power football. I mean, you don't really get away from what got you here, you know? Yeah, yeah. but, I, I mean, you you look at that game last week against Penn State, and it seemed there was, they were making some strides offensively. And then yeah. the second half, they kind of went right back to the what they did against Michigan State. They just they set, they got a lead and they they tried to keep it instead of just building on it. They've added to the, the offense, so you've seen a lot more air call lately. A little bit of Which, Roman, you know what I mean? They're, yeah. They've incorporated the receivers. Which, think, you uh, know, I, it's it's nice to see Eric all finally uh, start to show what he, his value is. I know last year you didn't really see it, but he's he's been good. I mean, the last three weeks. I mean, I should take one away because he didn't play a couple weeks ago. Yeah. But, yeah, he's been he's he's been uh, everything is advertised. And they're going to need him. They're going to need him specifically next week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So going into uh, going into um, you know the Michigan State Ohio State, what's your prediction, JP? What do you, what do you think is going to happen realistically? Well, like I said, I think that there's been a lot of disrespect towards Sparty, and I think that they will show up. They'll come out and play. Uh, I got Ohio State thirty five twenty four somewhere in there. Yeah, that I think sounds Michigan's about right. First. How many how many touchdowns is Kenneth Walker gonna have? I think he'll have, he'll he might end up having their only touchdowns. I'll give him three. Well, yeah. He scores. If, put it this way: he puts up a hundred yards and scores a touchdown or two. There's no way you can't give him the Heisman. There has yeah. not been another player in college you can. football this year. You know, you, no, you can't. You can't give it to somebody else because you can't. You know, but you know how they works. could. But you know there has not been another f- player in college football that has been consistently good week in and week out and who deserves it more than him. And that's coming yeah, yeah. from a Michigan fan. I do not like Michigan State, but the reality is he's the best player in the country, no doubt about it. I think they're going to they're gonna push that kid from Alabama, that quarterback. He, he's yep. got to be the front runner right now. <laughs> Look at their he schedule. Is. He is. I mean, he you're, you're playing right now. You're playing yeah. what South Dakota State or whoever the hell they played last week, and yeah, come on, give me a break. I mean, going back to that game though, real quick. Uh, I mean, with Naylor out, they they really only have Jaden Reed. You know what I mean? And you got one guy yeah, to there's... shut down in the secondary. You know, you know, it could get ugly. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. We'll have to come back it, it, to it. Yeah. 
Well, yeah, are I, you coming I, out? I, are you coming out uh, Saturday? Uh, yeah, I should be out. All right. Well, maybe Joe's Saturday, coming maybe, down. Maybe, maybe Saturday we can uh, we can do a pre-record and launch it after. Yeah. What time is that game Saturday? Eight. Or it's a noon game. Three thirty. Oh, the Michigan State game's at three uh, noon. Michigan's at three thirty. Okay. All right. Well, yeah, I'll come out. Shit, I don't know. I might have to be out. I might have to come out early. I I don't know. There's, you know, because I gotta I, I gotta watch that game, and then obviously I gotta watch the following game. <laughs> we you, you know they're all you got a bottle of screwball. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, Joe's Joe's coming. So Joe's coming Saturday. Joe will be there. Joe will be in the house. Oh boy, we'll be looking Man, forward to that. <laughs> himself. All right, so. I can't wait for that. All, all right, right, so guys, well, I got to get back to work. All right, JP. Tell all the tell all the all the peeps at CSC I said hello. Yes, sir. You guys have a good one. We'll see, see you, buddy. All right, that's cool. Yeah, I like getting him on because he he gives us a pretty good. Uh, well, he's, insight on uh, he's, he's like he a walking a, encyclopedia. He's a savant to Michigan football, but I think uh, the first thing on my notes with the, this game for Michigan this week is it a trap game? Is this a game that that going in on paper says you know there's they should steamroll them, um, but the reality is you know what what's coming up next week? Do the players are they looking past this game? Or are they going to stay no. focused enough and, and, and take care of business in uh, Turtle Town? Well, no, I don't think it's a trap game because the fact is they need the win. They need the win. They yeah. can't settle. For, what they need to make sure is that when they go in, they go in healthy, they come out healthy. And we don't need, yeah. uh, we yeah, don't need, that's any, true. We don't need any more losses. Um, Corm's sitting out this game. Um, and there's talk which, that he won't play. He, he might not be back for the Ohio State game, and that's scary. I, I probably would bet that he would do everything. He might not be as active as we'd like him to be, but I'm sure there is a possibility that he will be out on the field contributing well, what he can when he can. He's going to want to be out there. There's no question about it. He's, he's definitely a fighter. Um, but, yeah, holding him out this week uh, makes a lot of sense because uh, you have uh, Donovan Edwards, who came back last week, did look really good. But, um, you know, Penn State's got a hell of a defense. Oh yeah, he's you a know, freshman, so they have some depth that I think that can ha- carry them through this week. Um, yeah. But I do would I, I do want to see them open up the offense and, and get a little bit more uh, creative. We'll say because I mean, I will tell you. I'll that, tell you what I don't want to see is I do not want to see a round robin of quarterbacks. I want McNamara to no, stay in there. I, I don't I, want. I think, you didn't see – you did not see J.J. play Saturday. No, and, and, that's, and I like to keep it that way. Exactly. I think um, – We, have to, we yeah. have to win this week to make yep. next week mean that much more. Well, and, you know, look at – you look back at last week's game. That was a must win, and uh, you, you don't move forward until you win that game. And that was a game that in previous years they find a way to lose. And just like they did against Michigan State, I liked the way – they recovered it, once they lost the lead. It didn't seem to rattle them. They were like, okay, let's go get it done. And they, they went in and got the win. So I think this week is going to be the same mentality. Like we can't do anything until we get this win. And then on to the next one, yeah. the old cliche, one game at a time, which is 
total coach speak, but I mean, they have to have that mentality. Yeah. So with that being said, since we're on football right now, uh, thank God I was in the air from eight o'clock AM <laughs> Pacific time and didn't get back home till seven o'clock Eastern. Or actually I didn't get home till nine thirty Eastern standard time. I watched, I was texting you uh, oh, and I was well, also, uh, I, I was also getting updates on Twitter from, uh, uh, my man easy. And, uh, I just, uh, well, I'm glad I, I didn't wa- I'm glad I didn't watch that game. I remember, uh, uh, with about a minute and a half to go in overtime, you sent me a text. Hey, uh, any updates? I go, yeah, they're going to tie. And, uh, your your response was, what? <laughs> well, you know, and so 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 the 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 flight from from Vegas to Detroit, um, I, I I they had a streaming package. I was like, all right, cool. Maybe I'll just get the internet. It was five bucks. I'm like, man, I'll get the internet. I'll stream and try to catch the game. Well, uh, on all the apps I have on my phone, everything I have on my phone. The only game they didn't have is the Lions game, so I had to I had to wait for uh, I had to wait for the the Cowboys and the and the uh, Atlanta game to go off, which was which showing. was over. That game was over midway through the first quarter. Yeah, and so I I saw I saw like the over I saw the overtime for like the first oh, maybe first four minutes or so. And then it got into a spot where it was buffering like crazy. I could send text messages and everything like that. That's why I texted you, but I couldn't watch anything. So I, yeah. I mean, I saw that. I saw that pathetic attempt of a field goal. Oh it's like gosh. he didn't kick it. It's like my son, who's like four foot tall, could have knocked it down out of the air. On, on um, Twitter, on Twitter, there was a post that said, uh, um, put comment what this picture looks like and my comment was uh if you make this kick your tuition will be paid for for the entire yeah. year and it was like I, I i i get it was wet and it was probably you know soggy field and whatever and I, that was a, that was that was, a, that was bad that i mean was the kicker for south line could probably uh uh, make that field goal, but at 48 yards and you you miss it that bad. I mean, it didn't even, didn't even it was five yards short. Well, let me tell Plus, you, the kicker for South Line should be able to make it because the pedigree with NFL kickers runs in his blood. <laughs> and I don't so even know what it is, by the way. <laughs> the kicker for South Line High School football last name happens to be Stoyanovich. Oh, really? Yes. I did not know that. I didn't yep. know that. Well, yeah. Well, shit. He's got a future ahead of him, for yeah. sure. Uh, so I know throughout the game they kept saying, you know, golf was a little off, and um, you know, after their last possession in overtime, they had him wrapped up pretty good. Um, and then they talked about it, uh, MCDC this week. Like, you know, what was the situation? He's like, ah, he couldn't throw real well. He was banged up. What does that tell you? About David Blau, I know on Twitter all these people are clamoring for David Blau. Um, if they don't bring him in, when they have a quarterback on the field who clearly can't throw the ball, who clearly is in no no condition 
to to move that offense at all. You know, they're calling run plays every third down. Um, what does that tell you how the coaching staff feels about this guy when even in the time where you would think this was his time to shine, he doesn't get off the bench? Um, I, you know, and to a certain extent, I if their game plan was to continue to stay on the ground like they did, why, I mean, why bring a guy in who doesn't ever really get reps with the first team? So why would you bring a guy in to even just hand the ball off? I, I get it both ways. I really do. I think even though, for lack of better terms, Goff does give you a better chance to win games than David you know, Blau. Well, I mean, if he's healthy, right. Yeah, exactly. But if he can't, you know, some of these four-yard passes he was barely making, if the guy is hurt, then, yeah, well, then this week they got Boyle taking most of the snaps. Yeah, well, so, they're you know, saying that, that there's, a, there's a good chance that um, – he won't play, and 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 I think some of the fans will be happy about that. But back to the uh, you know the game plan, and all of a sudden uh, MCDC decides to be the play caller. Um, little uh, problem here in 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 Allen Park with Anthony Lynn, and because you certainly didn't, the, I didn't see the camera pan to him at all. Um, and and as the offensive coordinator, when they take away your you know your your basic uh, duty and that's calling plays. You did take that away. I, what else do you have to, to look forward to uh, as a coach? Um, I think that was, I honestly think that that is a move that um, surprised a lot of people because Dan Campbell's never been a, never been a caller, never been a play it's caller. A tight ends coach. That's what he is. Um, for him to take that over, uh, you know, this week coming up, maybe Anthony only has it back. Maybe he said, "Hey, let me give it a try." You know, let me let me let me work on this. You know, at the end of the day, it, you know, Anthony Lynn makes those calls. Dan Campbell hears every call going on there. Dan Campbell at any time can 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 say something and say no. Only one only one coach has access in in the helmet. Only one yeah, coach. You don't think he don't hear that? You don't. You don't. Uh, yeah, can't, you don't think. Lynn might be able to hear, but he can't speak to to golf in well, that helmet. But that's fine. He, but he can also. He can also. Uh, you know, he can also call an audible from the sideline. Yeah, but that's just he, it, it, now. Me, here's the thing is, no. But here's the thing is, he can do that because there's been times this year where they had gone. That hurry up! Yeah, I'm one that that I'm. I'll fall on that one. I'm the one that made that call to do that. So. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But I mean, to me, it's I, I it, it's 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 a weird situation uh, for the head coach to just like out of the blue say, "Hey, I'm calling plays now." You know, I I want the last say, and I I, I to me it, it, that doesn't bode very well for Anthony Lynn, who's been an NFL head coach, he's been an offensive coordinator, and for for Campbell to say, "Hey, I'm taking over that job." I, I don't expect Lynn to be here uh, after this season. Yeah, you know I you know from what I from what I heard and what I saw from a statistical standpoint, they ran the ball very well because they got um, they, yeah their they line got, got healthy. They got their line got their, a little healthier. Their run blocking was really well um, for the first half. Most of those yards came in the first half. 
Um, yeah. And Sewell, and they ran on, on the right side of the line a lot. And Sewell was really good. He was really good. And um, I, there was a flash of what could be. You know, if they had Ragnow, it would be even better. So it's hard to gauge that line right now, especially with Ragnow being out for the season. But uh, you look at the little things, and, and, and yeah, their running game was pretty solid with uh, that Jefferson and he, you know, he ended up hurting his hip and getting that nice little touchdown. And then they brought in that, uh, uh, Oh, Ojibwe or whatever the hell his last name was. Uh, and he, he had a nice touchdown. He ran the ball really well. So with, yeah. with running, running backs that really didn't have a lot of experience, they, they were making some, some things happen. Uh, and going on that side of the line where, you know, who's on that side, it's, uh, T.J. Watt, and, uh, and unfortunately, he ran out in the fourth quarter with a with an e, a, a knee injury, which doesn't look like it's serious, so that's good for them. But uh, if there was a bright spot of the week, it was the offensive line run blocking, the pass blocking, not so much. But um, yeah. going up against Cleveland this week, um, you know that that line is eleven and a half, which um, I, I'll take that all day because I I think you're going to have an angry Browns team. Um, coming in, you're going to have uh, Nick Chubb back. Uh, and you know uh, they can defend well. That I think last week was an anomaly for Cleveland getting their asses handed to them in, in New England um, against a pretty damn good rookie quarterback. But, um, yeah, it's not looking good for this week. I, I, uh, I'm just glad I'm not going because uh, <laughs> it would be a long <laughs> yeah. drive back home uh so oh, yeah. uh, i'm sure i'm sure pops is going to be gleaming uh after sunday yeah all right well i know we got more on here but we're getting close to time and this guy's got to get up at 4 30 so yeah but we do got more to talk about we'll talk about some baseball on the next show which probably be saturday or sunday maybe do a yep. saturday uh with 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 a crowd of people we can set it up we get a crowd of people in there everything like that but uh, one of the things is is uh we'll touch on it real quick and um nhl uh the ottawa senators shut down for uh shut down for the next three games due to some COVID outbreak of 10 players so um it, it's still here uh you know we still got to adapt to it um almost eight thousand a day here in michigan yeah my personal opinion when it comes to the sports and everything like that is I think they need to go back to the taxi squad. Uh, we'll look at look at last night's game in the middle of the game. Larkin's test came up positive. They pulled it right from the game, right then and there in the middle of the game. Mm. So, How does that happen, though? It, when does think, he get, when does he get tested? Um, I, I that I don't know. And and then uh, here's the here's the other part of it. You're close contact with everybody on the team. Yeah, but how, the only how person, does the yeah. rest of the team not get shut down? Well, you know, because I think uh, what happens is I think they have different um, different protocol based on vaccination status. So Bertuzzi might be um, – I think the only guy on the team that should really be worried is Bertuzzi because he's not vaccinated, but yeah. whatever. Hmm. So anyway, all right, well, all right. hey, uh, we'll, uh, we'll catch up again here uh, this weekend. Uh, look out for some more uh, – more football, get some more hockey going and stuff like that. I know we got a couple other things that we want to talk about, but uh, that's it, man. So, yep. All right.
We'll see you all uh, this weekend. All right, man. See you. Later.